The award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Andy Griffiths. Yes, that's right. Author Andy Griffiths is with us today to discuss children's books, good, bad and misguided. <laughs> we'll get to them all. How seriously do people take uh, what they read in those women's mags? Oh. Be someone who takes those insiders and onlookers very seriously. Yep. Hey, what else is floating in Queensland's water? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I think they've got... There's still water up there. Is there? They're making ice sculptures. <laughs> Poorly. Get to all that. I'm just enjoying our music this morning. Yeah, same. When are we going to be able to play that whole song, oh, Mr. Well, Mark? Uh, We'd like to hear it. There's lots coming up on today's show, and uh, we'll be joined by rugby league charmer, Tavita Latu. <laughs> I'm just, just here to do my community service. That's about it. Don't hit me. Oh, that'll be a bit of Mondo Rock. Good morning, everybody. Cool world. Get this around the nation on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin. <laughs> that man is Ed Cavalier. Called him up last night. Said, did you see something on the telly involving our friend Richard Mars? Oh. And he said, no, I was playing table tennis. No, at the time, I'm play I was playing table tennis. I was playing when you called as well. Graphic footage went to air. Did it? How do you know about this? I actually watched the what front happened? end of... What happened? Uh, it was some kind of Mel Gibson sketch. Mm. Oh, yeah. Richard Marsland jumps out of a car, uh, fires off a stream of obscenities, <laughs> lifts his kilt. Yeah. What? Nothing on underneath. Pixelation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> they just said roll up at 11 with blue face paint and a tunic and a kilt. Luckily, I was wearing that at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then you get there, you get the script. You're like Tony Clifton, VSBS, my line. <laughs> <laughs> can you do your line for us? I think it was, uh, you can take my license, but you will never take my tequila. Uh, okay. Hey. Hopefully, we'll hear a bit of that later. But, hey, a <laughs> yeah. round of fake applause for our friend Andy Griffiths. Hey. Morning, Andy. Good morning. The author of... The Cat on the Mat is Flat, mm -hmm. a fine new book for the younger reader. I read it yesterday. I felt very clever because I read a whole book on a tram. Did you read the story uh, Ed and Ted and Ted's dog Fred? Yes. Did you, yeah, did you have any questions about no. it? Uh, anything you didn't understand? I, I thought you represented me all right, but I know Fred's got some problems. <laughs> you know, we'll bring that up later. You live in a shed, Ed. I do, I do. It's a duplex. Oh, look, there's so many good stories. You know, obviously, uh, I love the way, Andy, you've managed to get as close as possible to the uh, Dr. Seuss look on the front <laughs> without infringing copyright with fonts. Yeah, I felt it was time for a revision of Dr. Seuss. You know, yeah. The cat in the hat has been around too long. It yeah. has. You've yeah, got why the... Not, why not get a big baseball bat and just flatten him? You've got the duck in the truck. I want yes. to see a series of books about the duck in the truck. <laughs> It's very difficult to read that one. And it took a lot of restraint, too, because I used every uck word. <laughs> except for the, the obvious one. Yes. Because um, I write for children. Yeah. <laughs> you do write for children. Yeah. And I tried just then to think of another uck word I yeah, could same. say. And it was equally blue. <laughs> um, and, well, of course, doing. you've written the Bum Trilogy. I'm a huge fan of the Bum Trilogy. And But what about the bad book? Didn't you get into a bit of trouble with that? I got into a lot of trouble for that. What was the, the main problem people had? Uh, they didn't like the old woman who swallowed a poo. Oh. <laughs> Toowoomba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a Queenslander. And now it's a you know, life-saving measure. They thought I, you know, it wasn't like I was encouraging anyone to do it. I said, no. I don't know why she did it, and perhaps she'll spew, and, which, of course, she did at the end. So, Do people write uh, um, complaint letters in rhyming? <laughs> no, no, just lots of uck words. Yeah. Um, they um, they also didn't like the, the bad mummy and the, the busy six-lane highway where a little boy asks his mum, can I run across this busy six-lane highway with my <laughs> eyes shut? 
and she sort of goes, oh, I don't know. And he goes, please. And she goes, oh, all right then, but be careful. <laughs> and he counts, she counts him down. She, he runs across the road and gets hit. Ah. Oh. And, and I people, thought it was the most powerful road safety message I could deliver. And so people but didn't see it that way. They thought I was encouraging kids <laughs> to run across the road with their eyes shut. It seemed to me at one point that the, the bad book was almost turning into Australia's uh, satanic verses. Wow. It was being banned at one point, wasn't it? It's, well, in South, it was brought up in South Australian Parliament. Right. Uh, the, quest, the minister was questioned as to why it was available in school libraries and public libraries. Right. And um, and the most beautiful part was, and it's not the only book that he's written. Um, he's also written the day my bum went psycho, and and they went <laughs> <laughs> zombie bums from Uranus. <laughs> so that's all in Hansard. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Read in this beautiful English accent. And, and <laughs> it's, it's a very fulfilling job. This one. Andy uh, was the bloke who got my book published. Ed. Why? How so? Because uh, we're friends with your wife. Mm, yes. And she's a book editor, mm. and I sent some chapters around mm. for her to read. And then I get this call from Andy going, "Oh, I found this stuff on the dining room table. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I've sent it to my publisher." <laughs> and, that, and that's how that's how it happened. That's yeah. how my book came out. It was fantastic stuff. Well, uh, and, and I didn't get it published. It was the the sparkling quality of that prose that got itself published. It was all the awkwards that got it through the door. <laughs> Plus, I said I'd never write them another stupid book again unless they published your book. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy. There you go. <laughs> and you've done, uh, I, I see you've managed to get yourself into your own book. You've done an author cameo. Have you done that before? Yeah, yeah. I've written a series of books called The Just Books. Just, oh, yes. Just yeah. Annoying, Just Crazy. And there is a character called Andy Griffiths in that right. <laughs> all the way through. Seinfeld-like. I just thought no yeah. one, no one had actually put themselves in a in a book before. So you've got uh, Terry Denton does all the pictures for you. What instructions yeah. did you have for him about how you wanted to look? Um, <laughs> I kind of I tried try to get him to draw like a, in, a six year old idiot, right? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a six year old who can't draw, and that's the look we're going for. Yeah. Now the uh, the the Bumageddon, uh trilogy. <laughs> Uh, what, I mean, when are the movies coming? I was just going to say. It's surely about time, isn't it? I've been optioned, surely. It's been optioned. and it's, it's, oh, it has? Yeah, about four years ago, and I can just imagine them sitting there scratching their heads. All right, how can so we get Nicole Kidman into this? <laughs> how are we going to get people along to movies? Millions of bums running around trying to take over the world. It would need to be like uh, Pixar style, wouldn't it? Oh, that's what I would think. No, live action. <laughs> it's got to be live action. I think they would go out of the children's demographic. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Another one. Well, okay. Everyone's got their it own opinions. So, you know. <laughs> and what kind of, uh, you know, reaction do you get from, from kids? I mean, you must be some kind of cult figure for a lot of kids I'm a, out I'm there. a god. Is that right? <laughs> it's beyond cult. First god we've ever had on. <laughs> Not bad. Oh. Greg um, Fleet fancies himself yeah, on, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's been confirmed. <laughs> no, the kids love it, and, and these books really work for certain kids who've never had a good experience with a book. Mm. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you've got movies and computer games just going crazy, breaking all the rules, and yet children's literature has often been held as somewhere where we have to be sensible and teach nice lessons. Mm. And, no. Be good, and I've never seen that. A book, no, book should be wild and crazy. I don't remember enjoying sensible books when I was a kid. We're going to be talking about that <laughs> yeah. later. No, that's what we're going to chat about. Uh, the cat on the mat is flat. Is I'm assuming it's out in the shops now. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope it's not going to be labelled a book of hate. 
What's uh, been labelled a book of hate? This books of hate. Do you notice there's so much talk about hate books and banning hate books? Oh yes. What's 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 on the list now? Oh, you know, Islamic extremism. Ah, yes, 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 Books yes, of yes. hate. But I noticed that the uh, the Islamic extremists are toning down their books of hate. Are they? They're making them more accessible. That's good. I uh, purchased the little book of hate just the other day. <laughs> it's a sort of calmer version. It's just sort of day to day stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, just stuff you can do in your car on your way to yoga lattes. <laughs> it's everyday hate for the person on the move. Uh, Andy, do you want to stick around and talk rubbish? That's what we do on this program. Fantastic. Save me writing it. <laughs> uh, have a nice day. That'll be your Bon Jovi here at Get This on Triple M Around the Nation. We're Andy Griffiths, author of the Bum Trilogy mm. and the fine new work for the younger reader, The Cat on the Mat is Flat, is with us today. Mm. Andy, I know for a fact that you're a fan of uh, British comedians Reeves and Mortimer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. where I get all my ideas from. <laughs> Are they really the most underrated of uh, British I comedians? I can't believe they're not known here. I think they're just a, a pure source of joy and an amazing comic invention. Vic Reeves did have a hit in this country years ago with Dizzy. Remember that with the wonder stuff? Yeah. But that, he, that yeah. song, Dizzy. Yeah, Dizzy. Wow, that I've one. Got, I've got a CD of his. It's called I Will Cure You. That's great. And it's got lots of cover versions. And some aren't very obviously funny. No. <laughs> But it's a beautiful song called Maybe I like Remember it. Punk Rock <laughs> Like It Were Only Yesterday. <laughs> They're from up north. They're comedians from up north. And they had a series of shows through the 90s. They're still on. Mm. And for some reason, they've just never been on here. There's a great... The one to start with is one called The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer. Yeah, right. It was made in the early 90s. And how can you explain what they do? It's, it's virtually impossible. You can't. It's just a stream, stream of consciousness on LSD yeah. mixed with... Well, like their idea of an insult to somebody is, oh, he wouldn't be a subscriber to side parties monthly. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's, just like, it's baffling, but yeah, hilarious. The one you showed me at your house, Tony, you said, hey, watch this. And I was like, <laughs> what's happened? I don't know Tony that well. Look what he's showing me. <laughs> <laughs> and they hit each other with giant props. They hit each other with frying pans for no reason. Ah, right. Giant frying which, pans. Which go, grow increasingly larger every time the camera cuts. Yeah. So eventually they'll be hitting, hitting each other with like two-story frying pans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of them was singing. He said, "I've written you a poem." He's written, "I've written you a poem," and it was this beautiful poem. And uh, Vic Reeves just gets the frying pan and smashes him in the face, and he just looks a little bit off-put. But he keeps going, you know, you're my best friend and I love you. And he smashes him again. <laughs> it's very hard to explain. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know how well we've done, to be honest. It's kind of post-Stooges. They've taken Stooges to the next level. There you go. But it is amazing that it's never been on here. Like, it should be on the ABC at about, like, midnight on a Thursday night. And mm. don't tell anyone what it is and just let it catch on by itself. Yeah. But, you know, all the DVDs have just become available. Yes. And, um, Worth ordering. There you go. Glad to get you in to plug someone else's work, in. <laughs> yeah, nice work. Very happy to. Uh, just quickly, I should mention Mel Gibson. Obviously, we've been following yeah. that story. I think yeah. we've got a clip of Mel Gibson here. Oh, right. Sir, please have that bottle, please, uh, sir. It is. You can take my license, but you'll never take my tequila. Oh, sorry. That was Richard Marsland on Rove last night is with no your, pants on. Is that your Scottish accent? No, it was a drunken American Scottish thing. Terrible. Very subtle. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for that feedback. <laughs> but, <laughs> things are getting pretty serious for Mel Gibson. Uh, Disney's ABC TV network says it was pl it's planning to drop uh, the Holocaust-themed miniseries which Gibson was working on. Yeah, what was it? Oh, yeah. I don't know, but uh, Mel Gibson's dad claims that miniseries never happened and doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs>
<laughs> Another charmer. There we go. Uh, Andy, you wrote a book a couple of years or maybe just a year ago uh, trying to get kitties to eat in a more healthy manner. Did you not? Yes. It's a big issue. You notice it's exploded lately. It's massive. What was, your, what was the key to it, do you think? Um, well, I think the key to it is, is um, you know, obviously eating too much food and doing too little exercise. Mm. And um, we live in a society where that... that Urge to eat, you know, billboards, radio, everything is is constantly getting kids to eat. And there's a lot of talk about junk food advertising for the kiddies. Yes. Mm. Here's a quote uh, on the matter from uh, Dick Wells, the uh, I think the president possibly of the Australian Food and Grocery Council. It's about assisting consumers to use information and get better information to make better choices about the foods they eat as part of a balanced diet. It's about eating less food! Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a radical idea, Andy. <laughs> In the dieting caper, I know it's a mad yeah. scheme. Yeah. Try yeah. eating less food. Ah, it's not going to catch on, Tone. You've <laughs> got to have a long-winded explanation like that guy. That's what the kids want. <laughs> we keep seeing these blokes in America having to be craned out of their house I to the hospital. That. I love that stuff. You know, a guy who's like the size of a football field. I love it. And you're going, how's he getting to the fridge? He's not. Where's the food no, coming No, people from? are feeding him from a stick. That's what's... Ha that's Honestly, I think that's what's going on. <laughs> Don't feed them... <laughs> I think food is the key. You reckon? I reckon uh, it comes down too to food. Too simplistic. And a bit of exercise. <laughs> That's true. But junk foods are getting if more... If you go to a marathon every day, you can eat what you like. There you go. But junk foods are getting more delicious as well. <laughs> That's true. You know? They're forever finding new ways to insert, you know, chocolates and stuff. And there's the advertising on TV, but there's also the internet. Listen to this. It's the web that's the biggest concern, holding children in a virtual world of food. A world of food? Whoa. I've got to get there. <laughs> I mean, I thought porn was the problem <laughs> on the internet. Apparently it's a world of food. Virtual world of food. You love the idea of a virtual world of food, don't wow. you, Ed Cavalier? <laughs> so happy there. Well, it has been said in children's books that food is the child's porn. And if you look at Enid Blyton, they're always eating lashings of ginger cakes. Oh, and it's very fruity. Oh, my gosh. Lashings. Look, Ed Cavalier is staring to the middle <laughs> distance, imagining a world of food. How do kids get stuck in a virtual world of food? What, are they spending hours on the Snickers website? <laughs> Just lovingly caressing peanuts? This is What are they talking about? Well, so you, you know, obviously, you've got kids, Andy. What happens? Are there pop-ups with, you know, yeah, burgers on them? On? Are what's... The I don't know. Food. My five-year-old is just stuck on the Barbie site at the moment. Ah. <laughs> What's on there? It's plastic food. Uh. <laughs> What's Barbie up to these days? Is she president yet? Uh, she's working on it. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's working on her tan and I becoming president. Did she get divorced from Ken? Oh, she, did, she <laughs> dumped him for a, for a, for a, a surfer or yeah. Jai or something. Yeah. How's that going, do you know? I, look, I don't think it's got legs. Yeah, got plastic, plastic insiders <laughs> say it's not going to work. <laughs> is Barbie hitting for president? If she's going to be president... yeah. She's going to have to learn to say the word nuclear. Oh, is she? Have a listen to George Bush again. The world is intent upon working together to make sure that uh, they do not end up with a nuclear weapon or the know-how uh, to build a nuclear weapon. Wouldn't they just write the word nuclear <laughs> on a card and hold it up in front of him when he's talking? You know, how can you tell people they can't build nuclear weapons when you can't even say it? <laughs> That's why people are confused. They don't know what they're not meant to be building. You're still back in that virtual world of food. Uh, to be honest, just then I was thinking about Barbie running for president <laughs> with George Bush. So, <laughs> what about virtual driving? Have you had a? Are you a good driver, Andy? I like to think I am. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you had a crack at that uh, virtual driving? No. There's this thing in Melbourne that. at uh, Campbellfield oh, yes. where you go out 
and you take your real car and you sit in front of a TV. They park your car in front of three giant TV screens and it's like being in a video game, but you're driving your actual car. Have a listen to this. The system works by securing the driver's car to dynamometers surrounded by three large screens with real-time images linked to the car's throttle, brakes and steering wheel. The virtual road racing experience has been given the tick of approval by Hoons and police. By Hoons and police working together, isn't it? Finally, they found some common ground. They found a way to get Hoons and police together. It took a virtual world of driving to bring them together. (laughs) Do they have the police cars? Positioned behind the Hoon's car. The yeah, virtual the police virtual car. Police. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Is it a race or is it just like a drive to the shops? Like, is it, what is it? It's basically, it's like being in uh, Gran Turismo or whatever is that it? is. So, for real. Wow. Yeah. But you're in your own car. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I, to be honest with you, I don't know why this is a good thing. You can be virtually uh, carjacked. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's just working out how to use the technology for the world of food. No, I just don't understand. Like, do they have drive-through? Virtual No, but what is it? A race or is it just and driving then, to the shops? I think you're just driving around, just hooning about. But sorry, that's donuts. donuts. Oh, doing you're donuts. doing donuts while you're eating donuts. <laughs> oh, bad. Now we're getting throwing somewhere. them at the, don- the donuts at the police behind you. <laughs> All right, now I'm going somewhere. And then they virtually arrest you. There you go. A virtual jail. Does a virtual hitchhiker kill you at the end? (laughs) It's an option. It's It's a virtual nightmare. Yeah, right. Uh, Look, we want to talk about children's books. Yeah. Uh, We're going to do it properly. We're going to do something for, you know, we're going to actually do something properly on this show. You almost said we're going to do something for proper. (laughs) We're going to do something for proper. (laughs) You know, always did tell you. That's what Eve's immortal to me. Sorry, if you just tuned in. (laughs) <laughs> there was a reason. What were we were watching? Very one? poor. Very poor. Very poor. Uh, yeah. Constantly describing things as very poor. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll bring in a bit of Reeves and Please Barbara. do, so yeah. I know what's going on. So that people won't be as confused as they <laughs> probably are now. Get this. I certainly can get on, hopefully, in future. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Ed, could you just fire off a whole bunch of cameras for me? Ready. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Air cameras. Gotta be Duran Duran girls on film. Here at Get This. Andy Griffiths, author Andy Griffiths. The cat on the mat is flat, is out now. He's with us today. What sort of, uh, you know, where have you been? What, what kind of shows do you have to go on apart from this dopey one? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I often do a lot of kids' shows. Right. You know, the Saturday Disney and... Yeah. You know, hard-hitting uh, current affairs shows like that. Do you have to go on the serious book shows and talk about the day my bum went psycho? No, <laughs> no, they're not really that interested in me. <laughs> it was a great uh, reference to the day my bum went psycho on uh, Kath and Kim. Oh, yes. Somebody said it was written by Bryce Courtney. Yeah, Kim says, <laughs> yeah, she attributes it to, to Bryce Courtney. Yeah. And then someone then told me they heard someone ask Bryce Courtney about that on a show and he didn't see the humour in it, apparently. No, no, he said, they said, what about, you know, your supposed authorship of the day my bum went psycho? He said, oh, that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, oh, you should put that on the cover. Yeah. That's a good quote for the cover of the book. <laughs> I don't know if my readership would respect Bryce Courtney. No, that's what I mean. I wouldn't even care. Mum, can we get a copy of the Potato Factory? (laughs) (laughs) What about the women's mags? There's some fine reading. Ah, I haven't looked this week. What's going on? Oh, there's always something going on. Avril Lavigne has uh, married somebody with the surname Wibbly. 
And I'd like to think that she is now going to be Avril Wibley. <laughs> I'd love to be talking about the Avril Wibley sound. <laughs> it's just fun to say. Wibley. Um, Mickey Rourke appears to be melting. Oh, dear. I wouldn't leave What's him happened? near a heater. <laughs> oh, dear. It's too late. Oh, What's going on there? He's still picking up the ladies, though. Who's he with? Oh, Tara Reid. Oh, uh, she's uh, been melting for years. Great. Isn't she going wild? <laughs> she's she always continuously gone wild. going wild. She's in Tara Dice. <laughs> um, George Michael, as we know. Um, oh, with his, uh, with, his tr- with his van driver. His 57-year-old unemployed pot-bellied van driver buddy. <laughs> Uh, here's a photo of them coming out of the bushes in um, no, New Weekly. No. Well, it's it's a moments later. There's the bloke trying to get back to his van, and uh, kind of he's got the Pete Postlethwaite look happening. <laughs> that's that's what Nicky was a huge fan of George Michael back in the eighties, and he was really craving Bob Hoskins. It apparently <laughs> turns out. Yeah, well, you know, he knows what he likes. Uh, yeah, people take the. W- oh, look at Jack Nicholson. How's he going? How's old Jack going? He can do no wrong. That's what I reckon. I love Jack Nicholson. And here he is. The women's mags, they love to pick on people who are wearing the same clothes year after year. How dare they? So look at this. They've got a picture of Jack Nicholson in a stripy shirt 2000. And then here he is wearing it again in 2003 (laughs) and then again in 2006. If he's Jack Nicholson, he can do what he wants. How how do they know it's the same shirt? That's the thing. If you look at it, it looks really new in every shot. It doesn't look. It's not been through the wash. Green and yellow stripy shirt. No, inside is. People inside the shirt. Help them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's just bought about 200 of them about ah, five years. Jack Nicholson go. doesn't have time to be buying clothes. No, he doesn't. Give me 200 of them. <laughs> and then he's just, he probably wears it once and then throws it away. He probably has them on a big, like, a towel rack in the toilet. That's not bad. Just, just pull down, yeah. <laughs> just another one comes out. Oh, that's Shirts mean. It's on a towel rack. That's not bad at all, Tony. People take them real seriously, the women's I know they, they do. They do. It's life and death for some people. It certainly well, is. Hello, suicide hotline. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Who's that? Are you all right? Yes, look, look. It's been two weeks now. Yes. There hasn't been one single photograph of baby Suri in any of the magazines. Please, please, just just calm down. Uh, sorry, who who are you talking about? Little baby Suri. There hasn't been any photographs of it. Is this uh, the Tom Cruise's baby? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Yes, baby Suri. R- right. Uh, uh, are you a relative uh, of Tom Cruise? No, I'm just a normal person. And, and you're a, a, a Tom Cruise fan? Well, actually, I, I did see Top Gun when I was at school, but and I think I might have seen Rain Man on TV. And my husband likes the Mission Impossible films, but there's too many explosions for me. So, I'm, so hang on, so you I haven't really seen... seen Really, any Tom Cruise films at all? What about Katie Holmes? I'm not even sure who she is. I think she was in something that my children watch. I don't, I don't know. There's no pictures. All right, of please just calm down. What about? Surely there's there's something else that, that can help here. Aren't there photographs of, of Princess Mary's baby? There are, but I'm over them. I want to see photos of baby Suri. What about uh, Brad and Angelina? Surely, surely. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, you know, insiders say that Angelina's feeling clucky again already. Right. But I can't be sure because the sources aren't confirming it. They're not confirming. Right. What about... The pal? I don't know what the pals think or the friends. Even the onlookers can't confirm anything. I'm sick of Angelina. I need pictures of baby Zuri. Right. What about 
Nicole Kid- Nicole, tilt our baby bump. I'm not even sure if it's real. I've looked at the photos. It might have been done with Photoshop. I can't tell. Big and lightened. I think Big's feeling lucky as well, but I can't see a telltale baby bum there either. I just don't know where I stand anymore. I'm confused. Look, let, let's take this one step at a time. Go back to Princess Mary. I mean, isn't she having another baby? Oh, look, apparently the baby bum is set tongues wagging. But I can't tell. I need babies. What about Vince and Jen? Vince and Jen, surely. I think Vince is derailed Jen's wedding plans. Misha Barton, surely. I don't want to know about Misha's trout pout, boot job, derailed wedding plans, fairy tale wedding, or that dress. That dress, what dress? Is it the one involved in the tug of life boob job anorexia fear scandal? Look, surely you could just find <laughs> some photos of any baby and just pretend that that they're photos of baby Suri. Wouldn't know. that be you just as a. I need new photos of baby Suri. I'm confused. I've got no direction. Can I ask? Can I ask, madam? Who are you? What do you do for a living? I'm the editor of the Woman's Day. You're the editor. Yes. So if I don't get any photos, I'm going to throw myself under a train. You're right. You're the editor, and you're going to throw yourself under a train. Yes, I am. You're right. H- have you got an accurate timetable? Because I can send one. Eskimo Joe here at Get This on Triple M, brought to you by the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. It's the van of the year at a sensible van price. That's what it is. And uh, not our only sponsor here on the program. We are, of course, brought to you by East Timor's favourite cocktail, the Banana Guzmau. <laughs> and don't forget the new Jose Ramos water. <laughs> what else have we got to mention? Oh, emails. People want ringtones. Uh, mm. People want Ed Cavalli uh, singing um, Your Body is a Wonderland. And that's up there on the website. Andy Griffiths, author Andy Griffiths is with us. Do you have a ringtone? Uh, just the boring one that comes with the phone. Oh, really? Oh, wow. She didn't change that. I, I remember you... seeing Daniel Kitson um, performing yeah, yeah. at the Comedy Festival and someone's phone went off <laughs> and he made an example of them. He said, you know, all the possible things that you could think to advertise yourself and tell the world who you are and you choose that. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> what did they have? Oh, it was, um, it was like a pop song or something. Uh, no, no, I've think... always been a bit scared of, of ringtones ever since. We've got quite a range up there. The Jeff Fennick Frank speech yeah, is up on the website. You can have that answering your phone. Yeah. Well, that's one you'd want to tell people who you are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Tristan wanted that one. Uh, here's a beauty. Uh, Lisa wants uh, Greg Fleet's Wicked Giggle. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hey, here's some good news for Fleet fans. Mm. It's still up on blocks. The podcast is getting more and more elaborate. I know. It's a Phil Spector-style production every week. <laughs> it is. Maddie and I, we just gave up after, well, around about midnight last night. I think <laughs> we're still going. Uh, but the new podcast will be up there Thursday. The current one is up there. That's Chockers. Yeah. But the new one's going up Thursday and then possibly a whole second bonus fleet car. I have been championing that cause. I think we should do it. Fleet fans want more, Greg. So yep. uh, possibly two giant bacon film podcasts this week. But hit that sound if you would, Mr. Marslin. It's time to climb the mountain. Talkback Mountain. And let's talk children's books. Andy, what kind of books did you read when you were a kid? I had a few of the, the usual ones, the Dr. Seuss and Enid Blyton. Yeah. The one that had the big influence was um, called Struvel Peter, a hundred-year-old children, children, hundred-year-old German children's classic. <laughs> right. And it was about bad children. And the stories would always start, you know, the parent would go out and say, don't play with the matches while I'm out. Yeah. Or don't suck your thumb while I'm out. 
because you know the big the man with the long red legs and the big pair of scissors will come and cut your thumbs off. <laughs> And the boy doesn't listen. And as soon as mum goes out, uh, his thumbs are in, and then a man with long red legs and a big pair of scissors cuts both his thumbs off. See, that's... And the at the end, he's just standing there thumbless, with blood coming out of his thumbs. Fun for the family. And mum comes home and says, see, I told you. Yeah. And that's... That's the happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? Don't... <laughs> Do I have to explain that? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. Watch out for people with red legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a man with long red legs and a big pair of scissors, <laughs> run. Run. It was, see, when there was all that controversy over your uh, bad book, which is another excellent read for the young folk, uh, I just remember thinking, what is all the fuss about here? Doesn't anyone remember three blind mice? Mm. Don't they remember, you know, that wolf that wanted to eat the kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hansel and Gretel, yeah. cannibalism, murder <laughs> and parental abandonment, all in one happy, fun-filled family story. It's a bloodbath out there. It is. That's all I'm trying to remind people. <laughs> what did you read when you were a kid a few weeks back there? Yeah, I used to read Where's Wally and Sweet Valley High. Oh, my <laughs> favourites. Where's Wally? Did you ever find me? Yeah, I did, Dane. You're looking at, <laughs> at my school, they used to have the, the library at my school was just for people who were trying to get out of class. Yeah. And uh, they used to put the new books up on a shelf at the front of the library. And everyone would, uh, you'd wait, and you, whenever you saw a new Where's Wally book, you'd walk in and say, May I please read Where's Wally to the librarian? She'd say yes. And then the thing was, you wanted to be first to get it. So you could circle Wally oh, in a big black really? texter and write, There he is. See, in my day, it was the same deal, but with the Richard Scarry books. He had to find a lowly worm. Oh, I remember those. Ooh. It was a worm with a hat and he, one shoe. He was he was easier to find, I'd say. <laughs> Wally in Hollywood, that was so tough because there was that one where they were all Wally, but they all had slight things wrong, like something wrong, like the glasses were a bit askew or the hat was a bit off or something like that. Because in Hollywood, everyone had had plastic surgery <laughs> to look like Wally. Wally had trout powered. <laughs> you said that in the sketch, or whoever that was. And yeah. uh, do we pretend that it's not you in the sketch? <laughs> I don't know no, what we do on this show. You're thinking about it too much. Trout powered is, uh, I wanted to know what it was. And for those of you that don't, don't know, our friends at Wikipedia, it's uh, when you have too much collagen in the lips yeah. and they explode. So you look like a trout. And who are they citing as examples? Melanie Griffiths? People I don't know. English people I didn't know. Uh, uh, okay. So maybe, anyway. maybe this is a children's book. Plastic surgery disaster. There we exploding, go. Exploding lips. I could do something. Yeah. Like <laughs> See, uh, what was the other one? What did you read, Tom? I'm trying to remember. Me and Mick Malloy, actually, one of the first things we realised we had in common is we were the only people we knew who could remember the series of books for kids. Alfred Hitchcock and The Three Investigators. Do you remember them? Three kid detectives who lived in a junkyard, had a secret hideout, <laughs> and their own business card. That was really impressive. <laughs> they lived in a junkyard? Uh, yeah. That's oh, right. That's, that's not very hygienic. I can't remember why. <laughs> it was all linked to crime solving. They had to live in a junkyard to solve crimes, I think. People stealing junk after hours, climbing <laughs> over the fence. For some reason, Alfred Hitchcock was involved. Yeah, like they licensed it to Alfred Hitchcock, so every go. book would begin with the three investigators going meeting Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> <laughs> and he would like give them a few pointers. And then, great. obviously, after about book twelve or thirteen, Alfred Hitchcock withdrew his permission. Uh, so they just had like some generic bloke, Mister Jenkins, who they had to go and visit. <laughs> Everything we start with, is Alfred here? No, it's me, Jenkins, or no one. That's probably why it's not very well known, because it breaks the first rule of children's books. Which is? To get rid of the adults. Ah. Right? Is that right? Yeah, you know, all the big stars are orphans. 
Mischievous. Or temporarily without their adults. The Uh, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Those kids have been displaced. Um, Harry Potter, obviously. Famous Orphan. Um, Dr. Seuss, or the, the mother goes out at the start of the cat in the hat. Charlie oh. Brown, you just see the legs and hear a bit of That's wah, right. In Sweet Valley High, there were a lot of parents, though. Sweet Valley High? Did anyone read those? <laughs> no, I was talking, that's probably why they weren't successful. I was talking about classic works <laughs> of great children's <laughs> literature, which. You know, really they dealt with the big issues, man. Yeah. They dealt with the big issues. Who are you going to take to the dance when the girl you want to ask says no? You know what I'm saying? What's your mm. ringtone going to be? Where does that leave you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want you to call us up and tell us, uh, well, what kind of books you remember reading as a kid. Wow. Maybe you're still reading them now. It's really just an excuse to talk to some idiots on the radio. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what if those people didn't read, though, Tone? They could point at things. There we go. They could just Bring up and point at something. <laughs> One triple three five three. That's Diesel. Thanks, Diesel. Tip of my tongue here at Get This on Triple M, where we're up a certain mountain. Oh. <laughs> Talking children's books, because Andy Griffiths is here, and he's written The Cat on the Mat is Flat. That's mm. out now. It's worth, uh, It's even for the older readers. You can't really resist the story of a duck who's in a truck. <laughs> you just can't. A, a, a muck-sucking truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's intriguing. Up muck. There's more to it. Uh, we we learnt a lot. Uh, a, lo- a lovely listener called up and, and told us a lot more about those guys that lived in the junkyard. The three investigators. The uncle owned the junkyard, and oh. it was a caravan that had many entrances. Yeah. But I tried to put her on air, and I, and I lost her, so I'm sorry. Oh, Mick Moore uh, and myself both as kids attempted to set up our own branch of the three investigators. How'd you go? Both of us only got as far as doing the business card. <laughs> that's the hard part. Well, the hard part's getting your uncle to buy a junkyard. <laughs> but I remember when I was a kid that we were only two of us and we needed a third one. Yeah. Be, and we roped in this big bloke who was going to be the muscle and it all turned politically horrible. That's a whole episode of this show. But hey, let's <laughs> meet real people. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm very well. How are you going, guys? Very good, man. What did you used to read? I used to love the Choose Your Own Adventure yeah. story. Oh. Mm. How did they work? Oh. Oh. You'd, you'd read through it. If you didn't like one, you just choose another path and you go back. And uh, I'd end up choosing the same path all the time, so it got a bit boring. Yeah, I was continuously oh. eaten by a dragon at the end of every every book. But you, what, did you know? Do you know <laughs> them? The wrong choice. No. What no. would happen was you start with a problem, Mark, wasn't it? And then you'd, they, you'd get to like a like a doorway, and it would say. Open the doorway, flip to page 14, don't go through the doorway, turn right, go to page 72. Isn't that right, Mark? That's right. That's complicated. You turn the page, then it'll be the end of the book sometimes. So you you just go back and start again. There it is, eaten by a dragon at every turn. It's an interactive book. Yeah. Are they pressuring you to do one of these, Andy? Well, I've actually done one in one of my Just Books. I did um, a cake of doom. And you had to you had to bake a cake for Mother's Day, yeah. right? And and bake that cake without being killed in twenty five possible different ways. <laughs> Fantastic. There it is. Thanks. I love how it's a cake of doom, and yeah. yet Ed's still drooling. Yeah, sounds delicious. <laughs> mm, have some doom cake. Uh, hello, thank you, Mark. Hello, Danny. Hi, how are you? Good. What did you used to read? Well, we had a big book of fairy tales when I was ah. little, and um, there was a story in it called The Red Shoes. And it was about this little girl who desperately wanted this beautiful pair of red shoes she'd seen, so she got them bought for her, but she had to wear them when she was told to. Yeah. She wasn't allowed to wear them to church. She wore them to church one day, and uh-huh. they got stuck on her feet, and she couldn't stop dancing. And she danced all over the countryside until, in the end, they cut her feet off to stop her from dancing. Oh. <laughs> and finally, Todd McKenney was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, I can't wear red shoes. 
Why not? There's so many questions. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm gonna have to leave. Mm. There's so many questions. Why not to church? You know, what did she want to stop dancing, or was she digging the dancing? Oh, she did in the end because she That's was exhausted. Ah. <laughs> and she she begged them to stop her from dancing, and they said, "All right, we will," and they cut her feet off. That's personally reasonable solution. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you'd done that, Andy, people would have been protesting. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Danny. Hello, Sean. G'day. How are you going? What did you used to read? Uh, when I was a kid, Asterix. Oh, oh yeah. I still have it for one place. They're fantastic, those books. Did you ever see the weird movie, the live-action yeah. movie they brought out? Oh, with Gerard Depardieu? Yeah. Yeah, that was choice. I loved them. Oh, <laughs> Depardieu right. didn't seem to mind uh, bulking up either. No, he's, <laughs> oh, he's, he's fat naturally, isn't he? He is fat naturally. Thank you, <laughs> And they were like, there's an often a syndrome you see with books for kids where somebody dies and then someone else takes over doing them and they're not as good. Ah, is that what's happened? Yeah. Oh, I think Asterix, that happened. Did that happened. And Harry Potter. Oh, you like Harry Potter? Oh, uh, I can't wait for the next one. Well, uh, isn't it finished? Um, yeah. I heard that it was supposed to come out this year, but I went to Borders and they said it was due on the 7th of the 7th of the 7th. Oh. So we must be turning into God because, you know, 777 666. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> There's a big theory. Thank you, Sean. Floated. <laughs> He's floated. <laughs> Harry Potter's turning into God in the, the next question. question. That's the big That's question great. is will she kill Harry Potter off? Oh, really? That's what everyone wants to know. Oh. She's hinted someone is going to get killed. I hope that he hangs around long enough that I can play the older Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that really is my ambition. Uh, who have we got? Have we got time for anyone more? No, Ed? I lost everyone else, but it was, no. there were good ones, though. And in many states, the next program has already started. Yeah, Andy, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. And thanks for being the only person in the country, probably, who knows who Reeves and Mortimer are. Hopefully there'll be a few more after today. I'm Mungri Curves. Go on to Wikipedia. Wikipedia gives the full rundown of Reeves and Mortimer. Oh, sorry yeah. for saying Ironmongery Curves, no, just okay. for the Reeves and Mortimer fan tour. The cat, very poor. The cat on the mat is flat, is in the shops now. Mm. It's a top old read. It's mm. got a raised font on the cover. That always impresses me. Does it? <laughs> and, and the very best books have a raised font. There you go. Here's a lesson. And uh, thanks to everyone who called up. And I think our key phrase today, well, you heard it on Rove last night, was our own Richard Marsland. You can take my license, but you'll never take my tequila! We'll be back tomorrow with actor Rob Carlton. Oh, yes. And it's all thanks to the mysterious and enigmatic Vito.